Blog Talk Radio. Hi. Welcome to Psychic Tapestry. I'm Ken Kessler, hi. and she's Tony DeMeo. Hi, Tony. Hi, Ken, and hi, everybody. Wonderful um, to be here. You know, it, it still seems weird to me that there's no music at the beginning. We had to, I know. For, for, for those who don't know, we used to use um, a, a piece of Dead Man's Party by Oingo Boingo, um, just a looped um, section of that song over and over as an intro to the show. And um, and the podcast has just been getting bigger and bigger and being picked up on lots of different places and had to get rid of that because I don't have licensing for it. And when it was just a blog talk radio audience, it didn't seem as big a deal, but because it's bigger now, I don't want anything to happen to this podcast. So, so we got rid of that, but I'm looking at some new music that we will um, be able to license and use so it won't be so awkward. It's probably just awkward for us. Yeah. You guys probably don't notice, but, but anyway, well, this is a great way to start. We're live. Yeah. Uh, it is. Okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What were you I gonna was going to tell you. I was going to tell you that the music is still on there when you're on hold. In fact, I was trying yeah, to send you I don't, a message. I, yeah. You don't control yeah, I don't that, know. though, right? No, I don't control that. That's something that, that okay. Blog Talk controls. And I'm guessing okay. it's a. I'm guessing it's some kind of a cycle thing that it has to go through before it finally remembers that, oh, they don't do that anymore. I need to pull that out. Okay. But that's something we don't have any control over. So okay. there's a little behind, um, behind the scenes for you. Uh, we're live. It is Tuesday, May 17th, 2022, if you can believe that. Phone lines are open, and there are a whole bunch of people already on the line waiting to talk to us, the number is 347-838-9903. Hang in there, everybody. Uh, we will get to you shortly. There are uh, a couple other ways besides the phone that you can connect to us. If you are listening uh, on your computer on the Blog Talk Radio website, you can scroll down, pop in the chat room, and join me there. I just opened that up. You can also connect yeah. to social media. Facebook.com slash Psychic Tapestry or at Psychic Tapestry on Twitter. The phone's the best because you may have follow-up questions for us and we may have them for you. And the back and forth of the conversation is easier on the phone, of course. And we're going to get to your calls and take as many of them as, as we can. Pretty quickly, I'm going to do something we haven't we have talked about something we haven't talked about in a while. And that's about Tony and the books she's written. Um, I I put a link on our social media earlier today for your author page on Amazon where everybody can click on that. You're welcome. They can click on that and they can find your heart trilogy and friends in high high places. Those are the two still in print. Yes. Three. Four. That's four. Yes. <laughs> I can't tell. Trilogy plus Those are the one. four still in print. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. those are all those are all up. And for anybody who is 
joining us for the first time, or this is the first time they've heard about this, or maybe they heard about it a while back and forgot. How about talking a little bit about the Heart Trilogy? Okay, I can do that. Um, I started to become aware that I had had a past life in the early 1700s, no, the late 1700s, early 1800s, when I was about three. I remember um, it was triggered being on TV like an old cowboy movie with, uh, you know, cowboys and Indians running around. I know that was very politically incorrect, Native Americans running around and in a fight and the wagon trains and things. And I looked at this and I was there. I mean, I just flashed out of my my little apartment that we lived in in uh, Newark, New Jersey, and I was there in the middle of that fighting. It was a total vision, and I had a whole scene play out of me as an adult trying to rescue a little a little girl and her mom out of a burning wagon that you know that it, a flaming arrow had shot into the canvas and it was on fire. I could smell everything, and one of the amazing smells that I just couldn't get out of my out of my head was the smell of bear grease, which I, I've never smelled bear grease, and I still haven't in this lifetime. But I knew what it smelled like, and that's what the Native Americans would put on when they did their war paint. And I didn't find that out until when I started writing this book as an adult. I did some research after I wrote the first draft and found out that that smell that I was smelling was the bear grease of of the um, of the fighting Native Americans. So um, I went into the kitchen and I said to my parents who were sitting there talking just before dinner, and I said, I was burned by the Indians in a covered wagon, but I lived. And on that, <laughs> and the two of them just looked at me like, uh oh, okay. And then they went back to talking. I've never forgotten it and all these years and it and and then I would start to dream in full color and just scenes as if I'm watching a movie and it went on for my whole life so somewhere in my late 20s I decided that I was going to write this amazing story down because it wasn't just random it was a um, like an amazing epic love story and so I started writing it and I wrote as a romance novel, and then I went to a um, like like a um, like I guess um, adult class, I guess you'd say, for writing to sell your work. And it was at a local college, and it was ongoing. And I went for a couple of years, but the teacher loved my book, and she encouraged me to do re- research. So she sent me to um, Princeton the Princeton Library, because I was living in New Jersey at the time. And Princeton, at the time, back in the 70s, had the best library ever for detail. And they actually had microfiche for um, Ohio, which is where the wagon train had gone. So they could get intricate Ohio history that I had no way of accessing from New Jersey in the 70s, because we didn't have the Internet. So in the course of my... Um, you know, research, I found that not only did I have everybody's name right, I had the name of the guy that that had uh, organized the wagon train and 
all this stuff. And at first I was thinking, well, maybe it's a past life, but I didn't know if I was making up these names. I had no way of knowing, you know, if I was using my imagination. But, I mean, I screamed and I fell to my knees back in the stacks there. Nobody heard me. But that just shook me up like nothing else. But uh, from there, you know, I just, I, I came to believe that I was indeed writing about a past life. And I had some readings with some really good psychics who didn't know my name or anything. And everyone over and over would tell me, you are writing about a past life that you have had. So that's pretty clear. In fact, that's how I met you, as we all know. Because when uh, the first time this uh, the trilogy was uh, published, it was in a different form. I uh, I was on your show to promote it. And you asked me if I could do readings. And I said, I heard my spirit guide say, yes, you can. And I thought, how am I going to do them on a radio? I'd never done a reading long distance before or not being able to see anybody or, you know. But I said, yes. And I was terrified. But I don't know that anybody could tell. So (laughs) that was the good thing. And it worked out. Yes, it did. Yeah. So the story of the trilogy is my, my real life and the whole process of how I discovered I was writing about a past life. And so you get a, a novel within a novel of this exciting past life when I was a bit of a rascal. And then you get this life where I am actually interacting with all those same characters, only they're playing different parts in this lifetime. But we're all back, which is obviously why I remembered that lifetime. Now, on the subject of should you remember your past lives, the actual wisdom is no, you're really not supposed to, unless you do. And if you do, then you're supposed to. But trying to remember your past lives or conjure them up is probably not a good idea because we're supposed to live this life, and this life is very important. But in the case of me remembering that one, I took on a lot of karma to burn off in this lifetime, and I'm happy to report that I did. Each person that I was supposed to touch lives with and improve my relationship with, I was able to do that. So that's why I remembered it. So I'd stay on course and know that better days were coming, and they were. And I wouldn't change a minute of it. So I have to ask you, and and I've probably asked you every time we've talked about this, but it always occurs to me, when we get to about this part of of the story of this okay. trilogy, when you started to realize that this wasn't something you were making up, the names yeah. matched, that this was a past life, that this really happened, that you were really there, that all of this was real, didn't that kind of freak you out? Not really, because I'm me, and I've been seeing dead people since I was born. <laughs> and my grandmother was a psychic medium, and... She prepared me well, and I've been on the spiritual path since I was a child. I mean, we used to do foot reflexology when I was about three. (laughs) I mean, I've just had a different life. So I was well prepared uh, for the whole thing. I was well prepared for my life, and for some strange reason, I'm very secure in who I am. I always have been, even when I was a little kid. I mean, I'd stand up to, to like an army and just say, no, I'm sorry, this is what, you know, I'm going to do. This is who I am. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a different kind of a person. 
And uh, that's just the way that I was born. And I haven't had doubts, anything. Both my, my parents didn't really believe in it. They just kind of ignored me. But that was fine. My grandmother did. That was good enough for me. I guess I, I don't mind being different. I knew I was different. And I didn't mind. I was proud of it. I was proud of my gift, I have to say. I was. I am. I still am. It's pretty cool. And well, I'm not alone. There's, <laughs> there's no. a lot of us out there. Hey, but there's different and there's different. Um, I've been different my whole life. When this path opened up for me in the last 10 years, um, it was... Oh, yeah. It would freak you out as an adult. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it even was. now, I have been, and I mean no disrespect, I have been talking to dead people now for, I don't know, six, seven, eight, nine years, and yeah. I don't, I don't take it for granted. It's, 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 it, it's just, uh, it's, it's amazing. It's a, a, and I'm very grateful that I am able to do that. But there are still times when it absolutely just freaks me out, whether it's that I hear from somebody or that I get some validation for something that um, that I couldn't have known. And I, I don't know. It just, every once in a while, it still, but it, it, it still freaks me out. But I guess that's the difference between you growing up with this your whole life. Yeah. Exactly. Versus me having a life and thinking that I knew that I knew anything, and you then knew having what the reality was, yeah, 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 and then finding out yeah, that I... there were so many more, mm-hmm. so many more colors besides what was in my crayon box. Yeah, exactly. Because I've been living with magic since I was a little kid. I mean, a fairy would pop in every night. I'd my fully awake. And I would talk to these little fairies. There were three of them. And I don't know, you know. I don't have paranoid schizophrenia. They would have found it by now. I mean, I don't. That's the other <laughs> possibility of what it could be. But, you know, I would talk about it to my parents. They would think, well, she's very imaginative. Extremely right. dramatic. That's what they would tell people. But then I would come up with a prediction and I would be right, like of something dramatic about to happen then my mother would say, oh, I'll never doubt you again. But that was a lie. She always doubted me. <laughs> you know, but it was fine. I didn't seem to care. I don't know why. I think it was because of my grandmother. I just was so, I loved her. I thought she was the greatest, amazing, magical person in the world. And she was. And I was like her. So that made, that, that kind of validated me for me. You know? And that was good enough. And, you know, for so me, I, just went off. Mm-hmm. I was riddled with doubt um, early on. And I would talk to others who, other psychic mediums, um, right. reach out to people that I knew that were friends of friends, and I would ask them things, and I would never... I would never tell them what I thought I was sensing, who I thought I was talking to, any of that kind of stuff, because on the one hand, it sounded crazy. 
And on the other hand, I didn't want to take them off so that either they would pat me on the head and say, yes, of course you are. Um, yeah. I wanted them to to make the first move in that area. I, I remember early on when I was talking to somebody, I think she was a guest on on Psychic Tapestry early on before um, you right. and I met. And I was talking to her before everything had come on. I wasn't doing readings at that point. I was still really to figure right. things out and find my way. And one of the first things that she said when I got her on the phone, um, for those who don't know, when you're doing a blog talk radio show, uh, you get 15 minutes before where you and whoever and your guest or your co-host or whoever where you can talk beforehand. And I was talking to her and she said, huh, I have this John Lennon quote on a, it's on a little piece of wood that's on my desk and it just fell over. And I was like, oh, well, that answers that question. But uh, it was, but even that kind of thing, it's just that enormity was overwhelming. And that you were able to, because of who you are and I guess what you were here to do this time and your experiences even as a child, that you were able to just roll with us. And well, I, was, I also remember my birth, and I, my spirit guide started talking to me in the womb. I remember that. And uh, told me, you know, they prep talked to me. They said, this is not going to be the easiest life. You're going to have to, you know, but you chose it. And we advise you to stay for the whole thing. You know, <laughs> Don't punk out. They told me, don't, don't try to leave. They really did. They told me not to try. To, I tried to die when I had measles and chicken pox and floated out of my body, and they all talked down in my body. I remember that because my body just was so sick, and I didn't want to stay in there. So I thought, well, let me leave because I knew how to get out of my body and travel around. I did that every night. They were always putting me back in my body. But um, I'm really glad that I did stick it out. I've had some amazing, I've had great times as well as all these crazy challenges. But they told me early on that my daughter was going to die before me, that Samantha would pass before me. And that was terrible to know all this, all that time. But, you know, I was very upset about it. I mean, you can imagine. And then my, my, yeah. my guide assured me that I would be a much older woman at the time that she passed. So I decided just to put that aside and accept that because I was young when they told me. And I thought, okay, I'll be old too. You know, I'll be okay. It'll be okay. But they said it was ordained. It was meant to be. That was when she was going to leave. So, yeah. Have you ever, okay, thought, have you ever thought about writing a book? about your metaphysical journey from the things that you knew I did birth. it's all in the it's all in the trilogy well everything's in the trilogy that's why it's three three four hundred page books <laughs> twelve hundred pages 
it's my whole uh, life, my whole journey, and all the discovery of each thing. I've, I I re, rewrote it again and added more. I think you read the first edition. This right. is a t- an entirely different thing. And uh, but it's you know it's it's like two parallel stories. And uh, I'm on the journey of discovery while poor, you know, my alter ego or my past life person is just kind of blundering along through life, <laughs> making all her mistakes. But, you know, it's interesting. I think it's interesting. It was fun. I loved writing it. I even love reading it. I think it's a cool story. I'm proud of it. I have to, I have to be honest. I am. You know, I'm proud that I lived through it twice, too. <laughs> They're both so safe. But I don't know about any other past lives, and I don't think I'm supposed to. I don't really care. I, You know, I did a, a regression, and I came up with a bunch of them during the regression. But I don't really relate to them as much, and I know who was in there that I already know from this life. But they didn't make as big as, uh, you know, of an impact on me as that as that one where I learned all the lessons from. So, Yeah, I, yep. and I've mentioned this before. I don't have any particular feelings about any of my past lives. And the information that I seem to get about that is that whatever I needed to take care of, I did. You did. Yeah, so I didn't exactly. bring anything forward because... For anybody who is on a metaphysical path, especially if you're near the beginning, when things start to open for you, you want to learn everything. You want to take every class you can. You want to read every book. And as as a, a psychic medium, I wanted to learn about past lives. And you go to a class and everybody has these vivid memories of when they were in the 1400s or the 1800s or whenever and they have they they did this and this is how they died and all this stuff and I just I got nothing I don't have any feelings I mean I took the class and I learned some things and I had glimpses but nothing that I didn't have any didn't have any like unfinished business or anything that I needed to bring forward to this life and I'm not saying that as that I'm so cocky and such an amazing person. I <laughs> I didn't have any problems. I got plenty of problems this time around, believe me. But uh, <laughs> but I, I just never <laughs> I know, I know had that is. feeling. And I remember the first mm-hmm. time you came on Psychic Tapestry, and, and geez, that was probably five, six years ago. Um, maybe It longer. was actually eight years ago. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I remember having this kind of conversation with you because it's not that I don't believe in past lives, but it is difficult when everybody, when it seems like everybody else remembers that they were at the Lincoln assassination or on the Titanic or on one of Columbus's boats or, you know, whatever. And it's always, and people are always remembering something being part of some extraordinary moment in history there aren't there aren't a whole lot of people mm-hmm. that you'll you'll take one of these classes and they go yeah i remember being a shepherd and really it yeah. could have been anywhere between 1200 and 1600 and i don't know i i never i i saw four people my whole life and that's all i 
that's all I got. You, you never yeah. hear stories like that. You hear them from some important key moment of history. Um, and it can almost be funny when you go to a class and you find out that, wow, there are yeah. there are a lot of people who were all on the Titanic together. That's yeah. interesting. They, yeah, it is. And a lot of people think they were Cleopatra and people like that. Yes. I wasn't anybody famous. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I was but you never I, know. Yeah, I don't think I was anybody famous either. And I'm fine with that and I'm not anybody famous now and that's okay too. Um Yeah. But I think fame is a terrible burden actually. Yeah, I think it's more trouble than it's worth. Yeah. But I'll, but if something changes, I'll let you know. If that happens. Okay. My when heart you win will the find Yeah. Oh, go ahead. My Heart Will Find You is book one in in the series. Um, Book two is My Heart's Adventure and then My Heart's Secret Desire. And it is a continuing story, so you should read them in that order. Yeah. And And don't get mad at me that it's not all in one book. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes people get mad because they get into it and they love it and then then they realize they have to get at the other book. But they're very reasonable, especially on the Kindle. They're only three yeah. bucks each. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like $9 for the whole thing on Kindle. And every single one of these has terrific reviews. Thank you. Uh, they're not... Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, every single one is not a five-star review, but there are enough of them so the average is like four and a half stars. So everybody, so obviously that's not just people in in my family and Tony's family that have read these. I know. Yes, a lot of people. It's not just our pals reading them. But the people that got mad at me was only because they loved the book so much that they were angry that it wasn't all in one volume. They said this cliffhanger thing was really bad, so I kind of learned a lesson. But the only reason I had to put it into three volumes was it's just too big. You know, they don't have 1,200-page novels anymore that anybody would want to buy. <laughs> right? Right. There was at one time. I mean, that was a trend a very long time ago, but not now. Now it's 200-page. And, yeah. and that's, now it's just reserved for Stephen King. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. He's so good and so natural. Yeah, and this is not a slam to Stephen King. I'm sitting here in my home office looking over at shelf after shelf after shelf of all the hardcover Stephen King books I have. Yeah, I've got them too. I'm a huge fan, so that was not. But I just, when I think of of writers that have written books that are a thousand pages or more, that's who I think of. Yeah. Exactly. But the, the Heart Trilogy by Tony DeMeo is uh, ready and waiting for you to put into your Kindle. And you'll find the link to her author page on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash psychic tapestry, and also in our Twitter feed at psychic tapestry on Twitter. And there's one more book, Friends in High Places, but we talked about these so much and we have so many people yeah. waiting that we'll just it's save fun. that for I next time. That's yeah. great. They're also, all the books are in paperback if you want paperback. But, you know, the Kindle's cheaper, that's all. 
all I'm going to say. All right. So, so you don't have to do that right now since you're listening and you're hanging on the phone. Um, but when <laughs> we're done here, then you can go yeah. to Amazon and put that for your Kindle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And with all that said, and it was a lot, um, we're going to shift gears now, and we're going to talk to you. And before we do that, we should explain ourselves. I know I feel like we've talked about, we've each talked about ourselves a little yeah, bit here. Yeah, I think here. they did know. I think they know. <laughs> a little bit more now. You have to explain okay. yourself, who you are, why you're here, and what you're going to do tonight. All right. All right. I'm Tony DeMeo. I'm a psychic, an author, a Reiki master. And I, for our purposes, I'm going to do my specialty, which is talking to the spirit guides and angels. And I usually filter everything through my main guide. So he's the one really talking to yours. But every now and then they'll step up and speak directly to me. So that's how I get the information. I also have cards all over the place here that I will grab different ones of. Or I'll just talk to you. It depends. I do more and more just talking to people and uh, and listening directly to the guides. So you can ask me pretty much anything, and off we go. Yeah, do my best. <laughs> okay. I will also do my best. I'm Ken Kessler, and yeah. I fly the plane and push the buttons here. And I'm a psychic medium and music intuitive. I get most of my information from music, whether it's songs in my head or whether it's connections to singers and musicians um, on the other side. For purposes of tonight's podcast, I have a player going with, oh, how many songs are in this one tonight? Um, 4,548 songs. And I set it to go randomly before we get started, and I invite my guides and angels and your guides and angels to give me the song that is for you. For and and then I'll I'll tell you what I feel that it means for you. And the great thing about music is that I can tell you that when we got started, take it as it comes. By the Ramones was playing, and well, that seems pretty obvious, but it's about but I can tell you that that song is about slowing down and having some fun and living your life instead of rushing from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And all that is, is good and probably applicable to somebody who's hanging on the phone right now. But just the name of the song or the name of the band, the Ramones, could have a special meaning for you of what you were calling about and what you wanted to know. And it, doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what I said, but that's how it works sometimes. Our, our spirit and angel like to use what's in our heads as the readers to trigger in you what you need to know. And sometimes that could be just as simple as me telling you that the song is by the Ramones. So that's how that works. And that's what I'll be doing tonight. So... Yay. 347-838-9903 is the number. And with all of that said, it's your Hi, thanks for hanging on. What's your first name? Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, Where are you Joe. calling from? I'm calling from Houston. Yay. How, how can we help you tonight? 
I am struggling. Well, struggling. I learned some new techniques, and um, I don't know which way should I go with my art. Oh, okay. Do you want to give us the options? <laughs> well, what I've been doing uh, last year, and then I've started some new stuff this year, and then I learned a whole lot of new stuff, uh, blacksmithing this weekend. Oh, that, uh, it's at me to do that. So. Honestly, well, you know, I I happen to know your art well, and I think it's magnificent, and I've seen all the different kinds. Uh, Joe, because, of course, I know you. I think you should just go with that. You know, you use your intuition. You're also highly, highly intu- intuitive. So I think you should just go with the flow. And, and uh, it's wonderful to go off into different, um, you know, different areas. Seriously. I just, oh, I just pulled a card here and it's talking about you have this desire now to do something new and move in a new direction. So that's what you really called about. So they're saying, uh, yeah. This is uh, okay. So this card is talking about don't miss any opportunities. You know, just do whatever your soul guides you to do, and you will not go okay. wrong. Yeah, and stand your ground. Don't back down. Don't let anybody talk you out of it or say, "But you always did this." No, no, no. Go be you. Be bold. That's who you are. You're so creative. So uh, I just, you know, I just can't imagine what's, what's going to happen now. Now I'm excited. I have to come and see. Wow. All right. And they're also talking, uh, the, the angels are talking about uh, directly working with you. Are you feeling that you are more guided by your guides? Um, actually, for the last few weeks, I have not been meditating or doing Reiki, so I feel like I'm not connected. Okay. Well, then maybe that's, um, the, you know, this is a reminder to get back at, to get back at it. Because this card here is about significant abundance flowing to you. They're saying that uh, you will get a, a, like a, a very notable salary increase. It's going to feel like unexpected money, but it's for what you do because you're amazing. And any venture that you touch, the angels are saying, you will likely succeed. And the foundation for your prosperity has been well laid. All right. They're also saying it's a good time for you to make some investments and consider any opportunities that come your way very carefully. You may soon receive some important documents or contracts to sign or some correspondence that has, uh, you know, significance in your life. But this is about your livelihood is what they're talking about and what you do for your living. So that's very, um, very much an appropriate card for what you called about. They see you having increased abundance, and I think that will come from your increased creativity and new direction. Thank you for calling, Joe. I love talking to you. You know that. And say hi to your Tony. Yay. And I'll give Thank you, sweetie. And I will give you Ken. Hi, Joe. Bye-bye. Hi. Bye. Um, Joe, you've called us before, haven't you? 
Yeah, uh, several times. Okay. Yeah, I thought so. Um, the uh, the song that was playing for you. First, I, I I should say, so often we feel like we choose which way is the best, and that only one of them is the right one, and we get a little bit of overwhelmed with the choice because we don't want to make a mistake and pick the wrong one. But there isn't a wrong choice here. Whatever you do, whatever you're drawn to, is is the right choice. Uh, the song that was playing is a song by the band Train that really comes out to me, and it is, don't regret the things you do or things you say, even if you did it for the fame. So this is kind of like, you already know. You know what you want to do. You know, you, you want somebody, and this is, most of us do this. When there's a decision to be made, we want somebody else to make it because then we don't we aren't responsible if it, if it doesn't go right. But in this case, whichever way you go, whatever you decide on, first first thing is whatever you decide on is the right choice, whatever you decide. And the other thing to keep in mind is that this doesn't have to be something that's etched in stone. If you decide to do to go one particular way with your art and three, four, five, seven months down the road you're not feeling it anymore, there's nobody who's gonna come up and go, That's too bad, you made that choice, you gotta keep doing that for the rest of your life. That's not gonna happen. So um take a deep breath and think about what the options are and and you'll know. And you'll know. All right. All right. I hope that helps. Thanks, so Yeah, it does. Okay. Well, thanks so much for calling no, us. I just need, it. I just need air conditioning. <laughs> yes, yeah, I can't do. help you there. He needs air conditioning in his, uh, in his All studio. Right. All right. Yeah. You take well, care of all the for Thanks sure. so much, Joe. Bye bye, Joe. All right. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye bye. Three four seven eight three eight nine nine zero three is our number. Hi. Thanks for hanging on. What's your first name? Hi. This is David. Hi, Hi David. David. Where are you calling from? I'm in Palm Springs, California. Very and how cool. can we help you tonight? Well, first of all, I've called in once before, and I really hated the song you picked for me. So I want to redo on the song. Um, <laughs> second of all, um, I heard Tony say, use the phrase, I think you said, burning off karma. And yes. that's, as a child, that was my goal. That was my life's mission. I somehow knew that this was just about burning off karma. And I've, I've done a good yeah. job. I've I've burnt off more karma than you can imagine. Anyway, I'm, yeah. I'm in the process of leaving Palm Springs. I've been here 13 years, and I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm leaving something on the table, but I don't know what it is, if I've missed anything or if I've done my work here, because it didn't really pan out like I thought I would. it would. Okay. Well, interestingly enough, the first card that popped out of this deck for you is the card of renewal. And it is about a new beginning. The angels have sent you this card because you're either near the end of a project or at a crossroads 
and on the threshold of making an important life change. And this card signifies it's time for you to review and do some evaluation. So perhaps that's what you're missing. You you may need to do that before you leave. Make thoughtful judgments regarding your life and then make some confident choices. Rest easy knowing that you've prepared well. Your legal situations are resolved, or any legal situations would be resolved favorably for you. That's one meaning of the card also. And in addition, uh, if you had an academic examination or a certification test, you would be fine. You would pass with flying colors. So this indicates things are going your way. This is your lucky time of life. And this is about a landmark decision. It's about a career, a job change, a big move to a, in a different direction and a new beginning. So I'm feeling, you know, you did say that things had not turned out as you wished that they had, but perhaps they turned out just the way they were supposed to. You know, you might rest assured knowing that, and your urge to leave is now fine. It's okay to move in a different place different directions. And the okay. angels have also given you the sun card, which is probably the best card in this deck. And this card indicates it's a wonderful time for you in your life. You will be succeeding in ways you never dreamed possible. Endeavors that you begin now will be blessed with abundance and success. Keep your thoughts positive. Everything will turn out just beautifully. This is also a time when you will have inspired, brilliant new ideas and solutions to any problem. So the angels are urging you to have confidence in yourself. The work that you have done personally and spiritually over the past years is going to bring astonishing changes to your life. You are on the right path for your own enlightenment. And isn't that a lot like burning off karma, right? You've right. made all the right decisions for your life, so you've been on a, on the spiritual path for a long time. And you're right where you're supposed to be, and you're going right where you're supposed to go. I feel like you are so divinely guided, David. I wouldn't worry about it a bit. You are on your path. Cool. Yay. Thank you. And now I'm going to give you to Ken for another song. All right. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you. Hi, David. Um I don't want you to tell me what the song was, but did you hate it because um, you just didn't like the song, or did you hate it because it was it was accurate? <laughs> oh, I, well, I don't know if it was accurate. It was. It was. I can't even believe that. I mean, I, I kind of want to tell you. I can't even believe that song was in your roster. It was a creaky old, ridiculous song from a hundred <laughs> years ago, sung by someone who shouldn't have been singing it. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and thank you for laughing because I, I am bringing humor. I'm not. I'm not actually mad. Yes, but I just was okay. like, when you when you said that song, I was like, you can't be serious. And I and I was very respectful. I said, thank you so much. And I well, I hung up. I'm like, that guy is just nuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So what do you have tonight, Ken? <laughs> well, I'm scared to tell him now. Um, it's not a hundred-year-old song, uh, but it's it's oh, it's it's not quite fifty. 
but it's close. It's a song by the band Sticks called Crystal Ball. Do you know that one? Oh, I don't. Crystal Ball, okay. Um, I will look it up. And you had said that you're ready to kick the dirt of Palm Springs off your shoes and move on. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving. I've, 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 I've got a new place, and I'm, I'm leaving in two weeks, and I've given power of attorney to my lawyer to sell my house, and I'm out of here. Okay. Um, Crystal Ball is a song that, that comes up for me quite a lot because a little – and it's, it's a little bit like what I was telling Joe. Um, tell me, tell me where I'm going. I don't know where I've been. Tell me, tell me. Won't you tell me? And then tell me again. So many things I need to know. So many things I've got to know. Won't you tell me, please, crystal ball? And I do this all the time where there's a big big change, big decision, and I want my guides and my angels and ancestors and anybody who will do the honor, please tell me what is it I'm supposed to do. And they never do because we got to live our lives. And the truth is, most of the time, we already know. We already have this idea. I mean, you're ready to sell your house. You're ready to move somewhere. So you already know that. But wouldn't it be great if somebody could say, attaboy, you're doing exactly the right thing you're supposed to do? And, exactly, and no one does. You're right. You're right about that. Yeah. Nobody ever. Yeah. I I don't have people in my life that say good job. I don't, and that's fine. Right. I'm a big boy. I can take it. But well, I don't just mean people in your life, but you know your your spiritual team oh, yeah. too. They oh yeah, they, my, they no, my guys you. mess with me. Yeah, they yeah. mess with me. They tease me. They taught me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I um. I remember a, a few years ago, or I I don't remember what had happened. But you know, it's a it's a standard human trait that we don't want to take responsibility for anything. And I was just so mad at my guides for not helping me. I just felt like everything is such a mess and you guys aren't doing anything but sending me some songs and it just was like I'm done and I get in my head blaring really loudly they rickrolled me. Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. <laughs> oh, my God. In my head. And I'm like, you guys oh, are God. hilarious. And I probably yeah. called them some names I shouldn't say on this podcast. But, <laughs> but you know, and, and the truth is that I needed to fix the mess that I had made or that I had drifted into or whatever. I don't remember exactly what the circumstances were now, which is probably for the best. But we, we, we want somebody else to, you know, we want to have free will, but we also want somebody else to make the hard decisions or to just, to just lean in and whisper, you're doing the right thing. And, and, and we, we, we don't get that because we've got to live our lives. But the secret is that you already know. And... You already know because you're having somebody sell your house and you're moving somewhere else. So it's the right decision. Um, but – and the other the other thing is and, – and this is something I think I said to Joe too when he was talking about which way to go with his art. 
is that it doesn't have to be written in stone. When you make this move and you're living the next chapter of your life or whatever, and you find out two, three, four years down the road that there's something that you need to go back to Palm Springs to do, it's inconvenient, but it doesn't ruin everything. Right. That's true. I mean, and you, I mean, you know, I actually saw sticks in I actually saw sticks in concert at the Michigan State Fair in like '79 or '80. So I probably actually heard the song live. I bet you did. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah. Well, check it out. And this is, you know, and and this is you know, for for everybody who's listening. This is a, a great song to listen to, so that you know you're not the only one who wants somebody to tell you, please tell me what it is I need to know. You're not the only one. Yeah. Tommy Shaw wrote this song almost 50 years ago, and there's probably been other people who have written similar sentiments before that and will be in the future too, because it's just, you know, we, we want somebody to tell us we're doing the right thing. Well, I like this much better than last time. So last time you gave okay. me Frank Sinatra, <laughs> which would have been fine, but it was Frank Sinatra singing Hello, Dolly. <laughs> now, why that's in your system, I don't know. And why Frank Sinatra ever sang Hello, Dolly, I don't know. But it was, it was a mind death for me. <laughs> well, he sang, he sang it because it was a giant number one hit. And Frank I know. And it shouldn't have been, but yes, it was a giant hit, I know. <laughs> yeah. But it was a different world back then, too. Yeah. 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 It's a ridiculous song, but God bless Carol Channing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, David, I hope All that right. helps. More than, certainly Thank more you. Than, than Hello, Dolly helped. Yes, it was fun connecting. I really appreciate it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the stick song on YouTube, and I I will, I will wish you well and many blessings. Right back at you. Thank Excellent. you so much. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, three, four, seven. Oh, we're running out of time. I'm not going to give the phone number again. Let's try and get another call or two in here. Hi, thanks for hanging on. What's your first name? Hello? Hello? Hi, there you Hi. are. What's your first name? Hi, my name is Tia, and I'm calling from Michigan. Ah. And and how can we help you tonight? I'm just wondering if there's any uh, messages from Spirit for me, um, particularly related to my job search. Okay, on your job. All right. I pulled a card here. It's the Three of Earth. Could I ask what your birthday is? is um, September, tw- September 24th. Okay. Of All 70. Right. Of 70. Okay. Well, this is about you being a very creative person. And the angels are also pointing out that you have been recognized for very high quality work in the past. And one of your strengths is that you are a team player. So they're trying to reassure you that you won't have any trouble getting the exact job that that you need. Okay. And uh, have have you um, 
have you been circulating the resume and getting ready for this? Uh, yes, I've been actually doing some interviews, and I've got some second interviews coming up. And so That's I was hoping one of them would, would come through. I'm working right now, but I need more hours. Absolutely. Well, I have I actually have two cards for you and they're both beautiful. I'll give you this one first. Things are looking up for you. Very soon it will be the end of a difficult situation. And this next one is about lavish abundance. This is the Empress card. And about you giving birth to your dreams and you'll be able to nurture others as well as yourself. So I believe that this job, this perfect job is right around the corner, honey. I don't think it'll be but another week or two before you're hired and very oh, happy in your new place. That would be so wonderful. There's one job yeah. I really, really want. I'm, I'm praying I, I get it. it. Uh, keep praying and keep believing that you deserve it and that you will have it. That really helps to manifest it. And if you are the empress and, and the magic lady, you can do it. And I know you can. And I'm going to give you to Ken now for your song. And thank you so much for calling. Thank Thank you. Okay. Um, Quick question for you. Your current job, is it something you like, but there just aren't enough hours? Um, Yeah, I do like it. I I work in the nonprofit um, field, and I like working working in the nonprofit field because I feel like my purpose in life is to help others. So – yeah, so. like you're making a difference. Yes, I have to feel that. Otherwise, I'm not happy. Okay. Have you talked to anybody about more hours? Yeah, it's it, it's funded through a grant, and it's, there's just no way that they can give me more. Because um, the reason I ask is the song that came up is Now I'm Here by Queen. Do you know that song? Which I'm, I'm sorry, what was the name of it? Now I'm Here. Now. Now I'm here. I, I probably know it. I'm just not, I'm not, okay. off the top of my head, I'm not recognizing it, but I'm sure I know it because I love Queen. The the part that I'm hearing is now I'm here, I think I'll stay around, 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 um, which makes me think that something's going to happen with this nonprofit where you're going to be able to stick around. Okay. Um, I mean, did they know... Do they know that you are looking elsewhere? Yes, yes. And they, they're they're very okay. supportive of it. I mean, they don't want to lose me, but they're supportive and understand that I need more more money and more hours. Yeah. Because I just feel like somehow they're going to make it work because they don't want to lose you. Um, I mean, I know I've worked for nonprofits before, and I know that, Sometimes no matter how much they love you and how important you are, if there's not grant money, there's not grant money. And they can't, right. and they can't do yeah, anything right about it. That. Yeah. That's right. But that, I, just, yeah. I just feel like something is going to happen that I, I don't know if it's a matter of you taking on something extra, if somebody's leaving and that you can take – for want of a better word, their hours, their job, whatever, and morph it into what you're doing as well or or that something else is going to happen. Um, and I don't know if this helps you at all, really, but I just feel like I just keep hearing that now I'm here, think I'll stay around. And um, 
I don't know. Could, I just, that be, I just, could that song be related to like health issues for me, perhaps? Yeah, if that's what if if that's the if if that's what you get from it, if that's what comes to mind when that's you hear first, that. Yeah, that's the first thing that came to my mind when you said that because I have fought uh stage four cancer and another cancer and I'm just now starting to live again. So that's Oh wow. That's why yeah, I'm wondering that, if if that's possible. Yeah, that that actually makes. Uh, I didn't I didn't think about anything else because we were talking about the about the job, um, and I try not to. Other than that, I try not to to listen to Tony's reading just so that it doesn't influence what I say. Um, uh-huh. And sometimes I'm better at that than others, but um, but yeah, that makes. You know, it's now I'm here. I'm just a new man. You made me live again. All of that makes so much more sense talking about your health. It really does. It really, really does because I didn't want to be here for a very long time, and now it's things are changing for me and getting better. So, yeah. Excellent. Okay. Terrific. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. Thank you for calling us. Thank you so much. Welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. Um, I was about to give out the phone number again, but Block Talk Radio will cut us off here in, in just a, a minute or two, um, whether we're ready or not. And that's not because Blog Talk Radio is mean, nasty, and horrible. It's because I programmed for this to be one hour long, and, and that one hour is just about up. That said, there are a lot of you on the phone. I would stay on here if I could but I can't change it. Blog Talk won't let me change that either. So here's here's what you can do. Um, you can go to PsychicTapestry.com and click on our readers and teachers, and you could book a private reading with Tony or with me or with Lisa, who did not appear on this episode. Right. Um, you could do that, or you could hang in there and – Tony and I will be back two weeks from tonight, right after Memorial Day. So you could just meet us back here. Yay. Um, sorry we couldn't get to everybody, um, but this was just one of those nights where I don't think that we would have, if we could have stayed on for another hour and still not gotten to everybody. So thank you for your patience. Thank you for listening and for calling in. Thanks to those who did call, uh, whose calls we were able to take. We really appreciate that. And, Tony, as always, thank you for giving up your Tuesday night for us. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here, which I love. And I love I all love of it you. Too. <laughs> yeah. I love it, too. And I love you guys. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, if you missed any of the songs, uh, I'll put them up on our social media, plus a couple extra that came through. And um, otherwise, we'll see you in two weeks. Thanks again, and take care of yourselves, and remember to tell those close to you that you love them. See you soon. Bye-bye.